Hey, what's going on? My name is Chris Phillips here as always with my co-host Adam Pelham and we are talking about the way that leaders lead. Today, part two of this podcast, Adam, we're going to be talking about the five ways that leaders can lead in healthy ways. You up for it? I'm up for it. Let's do it. Let's go. Dropping a beats on the one twos as always. Adam Pelham, come on, man! Little remix on Here we the go. location. If you're watching online today, we we little, little scene change. We're little scene try. change. Come on, let's just took a field fun. trip. Took a field trip <laughs> right next to the other place. <laughs> and um, hey, last time on the podcast, we talked about how leaders lead in unhealthy ways. Uh, we mentioned to you that we would also follow up with this that we're going to talk about in. The retrospect of that, let's see how leaders can not lead in unhealthy ways, but lead in healthy ways. Yeah. Adam, I don't know about you. Healthy leadership styles are always a benefit to me, Yeah, um, I think, to those around us. And so as we're trying to elevate the leadership of everyone else around us, the best way we're going to do that is to lead out in healthy ways. And so last time we talked about five ways that you can lead in unhealthy ways. If you're remembering those five, we talked about insecurity and fear leading out of that. We talked about leading uh, with a lack of self-awareness. We talked about leading with a pressure to perform and how that impacts leadership. We talked about the lack of accountability and how you can lead with a lack of accountability in place. And then the fifth piece was uh, being resistant to change. Um, man, those are five unhealthy ways to lead as a leader. But on the reverse side of that, if you can take care of some of those things, there are five ways, Adam, that you can lead as a healthy leader. And that's what we want to kind of pour into today, leading in a healthy way, uh, five ways that you can do that. So look, we're going to dig in. Uh, first way, if you're leading out of insecurity and fear in an unhealthy way, then if you're wanting to lead in a healthy way, the number one way that you can lead in a healthy way would be then to be confident in your abilities. Adam, you like confident? I love confidence. Confidence is good. Yeah. Confidence Who's the most key. confident person you know? Personally or yeah. like, both. oh man. Both personally and... Mm. You're pretty confident as far as you <laughs> know. Okay. Yeah. I like you that. Um, you, sometimes that could be bad. but Famous, yeah. I think of like, you know. Kobe Bryant, Michael yeah. Jordan, some right. of the, like, you know, they, LeBron, LeBron, like, yeah. you know, yeah, you know what you know, Acuna. and you know, Acuna's pretty confident. Yeah. Right on. now he's a real guy. Shout out Braves. Best yeah. record in major Stop. league baseball. Here we go. Good. So leading out in confident ways, confident in your abilities. Now on the flip side of this, you, you have to have humility. You yeah. got to understand where your confidence comes from. For sure. Right. So when we're talking about leading in, in confident ways, secure leaders are confident in their abilities and they're also comfortable in their own strengths and, by the way, weaknesses. Yeah. Like, leading confidently, I can be confident in the weaknesses that God's given me. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean I remove those or forget about those, but I can lead out and knowing my own strengths and weaknesses. And uh, when you're confident in your abilities, I think one of the best things is you're open to feedback. Yeah. You're open to feedback. You trust kind of your team members to give you feedback in that type of way. You embraced collaboration and empowerment in that way when you're confident in your abilities because you know exactly who God's made you to be. So yeah. you're going, okay, I can lead confidently in this way because I am okay knowing who God made me to be, yeah. how he wired me. I recognize my weaknesses, which then, by the way, I can actually ask other people for feedback and, tr you know, I can trust that like, all right, hey, this is not going to wreck me when they tell me something negatively. How does that, um, how do you, how do you lead out in a confident way? Yeah. Um, the big thing I think is, is what you said just a second ago with, with trust if I'm more confident in myself, I can also trust my my teammates, yeah. my coworkers, whoever, 
Whereas if I'm, if I'm insecure in my own yeah. ways, then I'm not going to trust other people, whether people that I'm leading or leading with, um, to, to do some of the things that, you know, it goes back to, to relinquishing some of the duties that you have too, yeah. and letting some of that go and empowering other people to do that. If I'm more confident in, in what God's called me to do, um, then I'm also going to trust my teammates to do, yeah. to do things and not have to be like, I need to look over this or oversee this all the time, right? I think trust is, is huge. It goes hand in hand. Even in my vocation as a full-time pastor and lead pastor with the primary teaching responsibility of the church, I mean, you've yeah. got to be confident to ask people, hey, what yeah. did you think of that illustration? What did you think of this? For and sure. not, this is not this is pre and post, right? Going into the weekend that you're going to give a message, but then also evaluating afterwards, right? Hey, what did yeah. you think about this? How can I get better in that way? Uh, got, people that are not confident don't ask those questions, and the way they don't ask those questions, they don't get better. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it stems from the insecurity and fear which is what we talked about from the unhealthy way, you're, right? You're afraid to ask because you don't want to know the 100%. answer. Yeah. And so the thing is, is like we lead in a very collaborative like way and, you know, thanks for the compliment yeah. with leading confidently. Yeah. I think I'm probably more confident now than I've ever been. I, I've been confident in a uh, braggadocious, not sure. very humble way before, sure. but I'm confident in who the Lord made me. And so, yeah, stepping up. And, and as I was thinking of illustrations with this, man, like imagine stepping on stage, you're getting ready to present. You're confident in who you are. You're confident in the message that God's given you to speak. You're confident in, in in the just what you're trying to do, the yeah. mission and vision of it, your demeanor is there. You have a clear voice. You have this assured body language, and and everything is confident in your ability. And you're going to inspire and engage the audience in a way like you've never done before. Yeah. when you do it in that type of way, and yeah. um, and so yeah, so con- being confident in that type of way. Second thing uh, we talked about lack of self awareness was unhealthy, and mm-hmm. so if that's one of the ways to lead unhealthy, then the second way to be a, a healthy leader and leading out in a healthy way is then to be really introspective, which goes into number one, right? Introspective and you understand your own strengths, weaknesses, and emotional triggers. You, you, if you have a lack of self-awareness, you have got to spend time introspectively thinking about who you are, who God has designed you to be, and how you're going to lead out in exactly who he's designed yeah. you to be, right? right. Self-aware leaders um, are, are very introspective and they super are engaged with their own understanding of their strengths, weaknesses, and the emotional triggers that come about in their life, the red flags that they have, right? So they're actively seeking feedback. They're continually learning and growing. They're adapting their leadership approach to best serve the team around them because they're being introspective, right? In that yeah. type of way. Yeah. Um, what, what, when it comes to mind of being introspective in your strengths and weaknesses, what, what, what does the Lord bring to your mind in that? Yeah, I, um, this is a little bit of a, of an admission, right? I've, I've, you know, this, I've long gone against the grain and pushed back on maybe some of the personality tests, maybe some of the Enneagrams and stuff like that. But I honestly, in the last, in the last few months, in the last really year or so, I've, I've actually started to like, like soften my heart a little bit towards them and and understand they do have a purpose. Yeah, they have a purpose. It's not the answer, but they have a purpose. Yeah, exactly. I think people can obviously answer them sometimes the way they want to, but I do think some of those are, are healthy yeah. models to get into now 100%. you know just because i'm a, a seven wing eight doesn't mean that that's what i get to be and right. just like sit in forever okay. like, i'm just this yeah. yeah um and that's not it doesn't tell the whole story of who who i am but yeah. i do think tests like that are are helpful in understanding some of the awareness some of the some of the weaknesses some yeah. of the strengths some of the triggers and stuff like that um it, it's better than doing nothing right some of right. those kind of tests and so that'd be my um, my kind of challenge for myself and others, if they, if you have no self-awareness, yeah. doing something to try and get to know what your strength and weaknesses are is better than just nothing. Absolutely. Right? Uh, man, no matter what it is, DISC, insights, yeah. 
uh, Myers Briggs. Uh, I mean, there's like, so many. There, there's so many yeah. that are out there. Enneagram. Yeah. I'm an Enneagram three D on the disc profile. I'm an ENTJ. Yeah. You I got mean, it. Like, yeah. I've got all of them. And the, and the thing is, is like take them and yeah. then and chew the meat, spit out the bones. Yeah. Right. And but be introspective in what it says. Ask mm-hmm. someone to say, Hey, do you see this in me? Because my favorite thing about all those, uh, I, I remember taking the Insights Discovery Rule. I'm a reformer on the Insight Discovery Rule. And it will and um, Libby, uh, I I had her read it, and she was like, "My God, <laughs> this perfectly describes who yeah. you are." And I was like, "Oh man!" And then I read okay. it, and I was like, "Oh, that that's not fun." And yeah. it was all the stuff of like, "Be careful for this because this leader does this." And I right. was like, "Man, I took." Uh, there's another one uh, that that a, it, it's a sm- it's called Culture Index, and mm-hmm. it's really good. Um, it's very similar to Predictive Index, and on that one, the guy that created the culture index this is a room of like alpha leaders type a enneagram three guys all in the room he's reading off the profiles before he knows who they are because he didn't know anybody in the room okay so these are all in the room and so he's like hey this guy is this you know and he's calling out like it's kind of funny because he's like this guy has the patience of a three-year-old you know and this guy has this and it's like and around the room everybody's like shot to the heart yeah and he sits it and he goes this guy he said if you look at his profile he said the second his eyes move or blink or he becomes you know out of his sleep in the morning it feels like paddles have shocked him on the chest and if he doesn't get up right away he feels like he's lost the entire day yeah and i thought dang he's talking about me yeah and libby was like i don't know any better way to describe you wow because libby's like hey on saturday morning when we have nothing going on or whatever sure. else if we're not up and going and out the house by 7 a.m i'll be like well i guess we're not doing anything today and it makes her so <laughs> the mad day is lost yeah she's I'm, i am yeah. i'm like well i guess we're just gonna hang around you know and it's like and the day is gone but it's like it's introspective knowing about me knowing that i have to be very self-aware of that so yeah. that i can avoid those things healthy leaders are very introspective and understand their strengths weaknesses and emotions emotional yeah. triggers for sure. Yeah. Um, the third thing is regarding a, a pr- pressure to perform. So if you, if you have that in an unhealthy way, then the healthy leader then is going to balance the pursuit of excellence. Mm. I even hate saying this, uh, balance it's, the pursuit of excellence. Tough. Yeah. Number three, if you're going to be a healthy leader, you got to balance the pursuit of excellence. Leaders yeah. who balance the pursuit of excellence, um, they, they have care for other people around them. Number mm. one, um, they recognize that long-term success depends on a motivated and engaged them and workforce around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they prioritize their well-being, their growth, their job satisfaction of their entire team members. Yeah. Um, what does this mean to you? Balancing the pursuit of excellence. Yeah. I think um, we want to be excellent in everything we do, yeah. right, as, as leaders. Um, sometimes the best way to do that, I think it's that last, that last point that you just made, Knowing your team well, knowing the well-being of your team well, maybe that is going to do a little staff retreat. It's going to go out for a lunch, whatever, like taking a pause for maybe some of the work, work, work mode and breathe some life back into your team members. Stuff like that is going to make you go further faster because the unhealthy thing that I want to always do is just look at performance, look at how we can get better, those kind of things. And if you only are operating out of that system, you're going to burn out your yeah. team members, right? Yeah, you can, I think I'd look at it this way. You can pursue excellence, but you realize perfection is only the Lord's. And That's good. So it's like, okay, I can pursue That's the excellence. Point. I can put it, um, yeah. uh, a mentor of mine one time, he said, hey, look, here's the deal. He said, the effort is yours, the results are the Lord's. I love that. And so the effort is mine. If I look back and go, well, I didn't even give my best in this, then I have a problem with it, right? Uh, But the results are the Lord's. And I think that's that balance, right? Is to go, hey, I'm going to put the effort, energy, and resources in, 
but I need to make sure that no matter what happens, the results are the Lord's, That's right? That's so good. Um, I tell my kids all the time when they get done with like a, a, a baseball game or whatever else, if they lost, you know, yeah. whatever we, we talk about on the car ride home, I say, okay, there's a couple of things I just want to know. Did you give your best? Yeah. Did you respect and honor the coaches, the te- your other teammates and the officials that were out there? Um, and then were you a good teammate to everybody mm. and, and encouraged other people? Did you do those three things? If you did those three things, man, then that's all you can do. Yeah. If you gave your best, if you respected everybody around you and you were a good teammate, yeah. you know, then, then that's it. And, yeah. um, and encouraged everybody when you were on the field and off the field. Man. Right? Yeah. And, um, and that's how pursuit it's going, Hey, like you can't win every game. You can't do right. this. You're in the same, whatever your job field is, you can't hit every sales goal. Right. You can't hit, um, every, uh, speech that you give to perfection. You can't make yeah. every business plan the to perfection, all these things. You can put the effort in, you can give your best, but then remember the results yeah. are the Lord's. That's and, good. and that'll really help the team. We, we A lot of times we talk around here, we work hard, play hard. Right. And it's like, hey, we're going to work hard while we're working, and then we're going to play hard. Yeah. And we're going to have fun and do that. So totally. um, healthy leaders uh, balance the pursuit of excellence. The fourth thing that healthy leaders do is they take ownership of actions and decisions. Mm. Um, this is in regard to the unhealthy leader that has a lack of accountability well, then a healthy leader then takes ownership of their action and decisions. You got to understand where the buck stops. Yeah. And you got to understand that if someone on your team didn't rise to the level that you wanted them to rise to, ultimately you're responsible for that. Yeah. And, and so you got to go, all right, well, this is on me. I didn't lead them. I didn't ask clarifying questions. You know, I didn't uh, create and help uh, with solutions to any problems that we had in this type of way. I can't just go and just, you know, not take ownership and accountability. You've got to take ownership and accountability. Um, Accountable leaders take the ownership of all decisions that come their way. They foster a culture of accountability, by the way, of holding themselves and their teammates and team members responsible for their uh, their actual commitments, learning from mistakes, and then striving for continuous improvement, yeah. right? We've got to have a better culture of accountability. Yes. I feel like we just live in a culture right now that's like, oh, it's everybody else's fault. Yeah. Like, it's it's just, yeah, no, 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 well, this person did this. It's like, at the end of the day, we got to step back and go, hey, whose role was this? Mm. Who stepped up? You either did or did not. By the way, it's it, like, it's okay, just recognize it. Right. You'll go a lot further faster if you can recognize your failures and, and like admit your failures with team members, you'll go further and faster, even if you messed up royally, yeah. right? Because they're still going to give you the benefit of the doubt because you're like, hey, that's on me. Right. I feel like we, we, we get people that are just afraid to say that's on me. Yeah. And it's just no accountability that's yeah. there. And so leaders have to take ownership. Yeah. You know, you got to address people in a team meeting and say, hey, I messed this one up. I didn't hit this deadline. Right. I didn't give you clarity on what you needed. I didn't give the right output, you know, to what was, I didn't put the right input to get the right output yeah. for what we're going. How does this uh, just kind of impact you taking yeah. ownership of decisions? And yeah. actions? I think it stems a little bit, what we talked about too, a little bit earlier. Um, this stems from being confident to overall in what, what God has called you to do. When I, when I'm confident, not in my abilities, but where God has placed me and leading me to, I'm going to be more open to have feedback. Hey, where am I, where am I not? Yeah. Where am I not tugging the line here as good as I can? Yeah. Where where can I get a little bit better here? That last point is is so is so good. Striving for continuous improvement, yeah. and we say this all the time. Um, a pastor and leader I listen to a lot says it this way too. I can't I can't promise you perfection, but what I can promise you is progress. And we yeah. say it all the time. How can we get one percent better? Yeah, yeah. Having that and having that attitude around things 
maybe is is open for discussion there too with other staff members. Hey, where where was I not getting a little bit one percent better today? Yeah. What what can I do to help in that yeah. kind of method? If that's if that's coming from a place of confidence and and where God is calling you, then then that's going to be. Yeah. So much better, I think. Craig Rochelle says it, that not a not a whole lot of people always connect with leaders who are always right. Yeah, um, yeah. but leaders who can admit they're in the wrong. Oh yeah, and um, and so that's a big thing. Accountability, yeah. like you, not, people are not going to connect you with you when you're always right. Right, and it's always somebody else's fault. Yeah. Admit your failures, admit yeah. your weaknesses, admit your shortcomings. They're yeah. there. Uh, everybody sure. else knows them. And by the way, if you want to know them, it goes back to that self-awareness yeah. thing. And that that like that aspect of you have fear, this confidence, and everything else. Like, yeah. hey, get introspective and ask some people, hey, where do you not lead well? Right. Where do you make mistakes? Yeah. They'll tell you. Um, and so uh, the last but certainly not least uh, leadership uh, component to be a healthy leader is embrace change. Mm. Um, you know, if, if an unhealthy leader is resistance, uh, resistant to change, then a healthy leader can embrace change, right? Leaders who, who embrace change recognize innovation. They recognize growth. Uh, they recognize that su- success often like requires adapting to new, like, uh, realities, new yeah. todays, right? What happened and got you to where you are today in yesterday isn't going to help you get to tomorrow. So yeah. you're going to have to change. I don't know about you, but I have the iPhone 13. We've talked about this. Right. Like I, we change. Right. We adapt. And you have to move on and you have to do those types of things. Like we have to be willing to embrace change to yeah. be great leaders. Um, they encourage a culture of learning. That encourages a culture of experimentation, open-mindedness, creativity. And really it, it fosters this like resilience within a team. Mm. Like if you can change and move and change and move and change and move, right. like you're going to build this resilience with the team to go, hey, no matter what's thrown our way, right. we're going to be able to make it. The ones that I think made it really through COVID well were the ones that just were okay embracing change to go like, Hey, as of today, this is what we're doing. Right. Tomorrow. It may not be that. Yeah. We might have to change. We might have to do something else. How do you embrace change, Adam? I I think that's, um, the, the key thing for me is embracing healthy change too. Cause I, I can get on the flip side of things. I'm a big, like vision, big picture guy and I don't mind change. And so I'm like, yes, this sounds great. Let's do this and just burn the rest of it to the ground. And like, I need to get on the other side of that yeah. a little bit too. be yeah. a little bit more like a little more breaks in some areas. I yeah. know guys are heavy gas, heavy breaks. So I think it's, it's a, it's a both and to yeah. having healthy change. And it's like you said, man, like we've been this, what we're we, in our central park location is this is our third different location that we've yeah. been in. We oh, were gosh. online for one point longer than yeah. we were meeting a person. Not including COVID. my basement, not, not including, including the outside, yeah, yeah, not right. including the bar. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's just, um, that resilience, yeah builds up in it and the more you go through healthy change the easier you feel it's not that it's never going to be easy right it's going to be hard every time 100 and you don't want to change all the time because you really burn out your people yes but you have to be willing to embrace the change yes right like you don't need to change your mission statement every year right you don't need to change your vision statement every year you know like but embrace the fact that goes okay if we're doing this by the way even if you have a mission and vision when you reach that mission vision like if you believe god is big enough to help you reach your mission and vision then you're going to have to change and have another one right and so you got to know your community your communities are changing by the way 100 i mean like denver looks totally different than it did than it did 10 years ago so we can't do if you do the same things and expect different results that's literally the definition of insanity right. so you got to be willing to change so yeah. if you want to be a healthy leader you need to be confident in your abilities you need to be introspective and understanding your own strengths your weaknesses and your emotional triggers you need to balance the pursuit of excellence and what you're doing you need to take ownership of your actions and your decisions and last but certainly not least adam you need to embrace change i hope these can help you lead to the level that god has called you to lead and elevate the leadership of those around you Can't wait to hit you up next time and look forward to spending some time talking about leadership and elevating it. See you soon.